0: the mess it up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message and now here's biker chick and the bow tie guy welcome to the mess it up podcast i am the bow tie guy
1: and i am the biker chick
0: and we are here to help try to make uh, messes into messages and that's the whole point of this thing Uh, this is show number 24 i can't believe we are almost a quarter of the way to 100. That's crazy. So That's exciting. like
1: two years in month time.
0: Yes, it is. In month time. If we were doing this once a month, this would be our two-year anniversary. Happy two-year anniversary. I have anniversary. no
1: idea why that was yes. important yes. in my and brain. Yes, days,
0: it's almost a month. It is. Yes, but since we do it on a week basis... That means we're closing in on half a, a year. year that we've been doing this. That's, that's crazy. That's amazing. The thing that really amazes me is that we've been able to put out a show a week for that. that yes. We haven't missed a week uh, because it's not like me to not miss a week at some point, uh, although we came close with Hawaii. But,
1: and it's not like me to do something consistently every week for six months.
0: Hey, well, I'm glad that we can help ourselves be inconsistent, especially at my age. It's not always a good thing. So um, today, our word of the week is formulaic, which hopefully we are not. And formulaic is following or conforming to a specific pattern. And I'm hoping that our show is not uh, formulaic because I like the fact that we can just do what we want. The, the number one feedback that I've gotten from people is that they like, that it's just conversational. It doesn't feel like we're forcing it. So uh, congratulations on not being formulaic.
1: I also got some
0: feedback that people like the dual mic system. I just changed it. So hopefully that didn't uh, change the way it feels for people. I just moved my mic to the other side of the uh, uh, computer here. But um, I'm still having fun doing all this stuff. Christine is yawning right now. I'm boring her to tears.
1: No, no, you're not. I'm just, I'm just exhausted.
0: Exhausted. It, it can be that way. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was thinking of something with... Uh, the podcast and going and just realizing as I was looking at our numbers, you know, just the analytics of, of where people are listening and we get people listening from all over the place. And I always think to myself, my goodness, how come there's people like this last week, we had a a, a large number of people listening from the San Francisco Bay area, Yeah. um, all different towns in the Bay area listening. I'm like, wow, how does that happen? And, And then we've got a lot in New York. Um, a, a week or so. Yeah. So, ago. Go so here's what I'm going to ask you to do, listeners. If you're listening right now, I would like for you to send us an email and just say where you're listening from and how you found out about the show. If you uh, stumbled onto us uh, on a web search for something, or if someone recommended it, or if you. Uh, read about it somewhere or whatever, just kind of curious to see how people are finding out because I love the fact that we're getting people from all over the place listening, but it just makes me curious to know who you are and where you are. So if you could send an email just with where you're listening and and how you found us, um, that would be outstanding. You can email that to info at com or if you want to email directly to me, I am bowtieguy at com. And if you want to get it to our biker chick friend, she is...
1: Biker Chick at MessItUpPodcast.com.
0: So clever how we did it that way, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, um, buddy. school's back in. Back into the uh, system of things and, and, and the routine of things. Uh, my lovely wife is um, retired from teaching in schools, but she is at a school right now helping out because that's what retired teachers do is they go back to school. Um, and so I'm just wondering about these patterns we get into and that's why i decided formulaic would be our our word of the week this week but i realized that sometimes i don't do the things that i i need to be doing or that i should be doing uh we were talking beforehand about foods and, and sometimes i will decide even though i'm a little bit lactose belligerent i will have that baked good that i know has butter in it because i just want it or i will you know mm. do something and and I was talking in the prison this week, uh, with the inmates there, we were talking about doing things that we shouldn't do, even though we know we shouldn't do them and and how we get to that point. Right. And the, the flip side of that is sometimes I don't do what I know I need to do. I'll be sitting there at night feeling bad about stuff. I thought, you know what, if I could, you know, if I would just stop doing what I'm doing right now and pray, I could feel some better. Maybe not perfect, but some better.
1: I'm glad you said some better. And then, I'm glad you didn't throw it out there. If I just prayed, everything would be better. Yes, I'm no, glad you did. not If do it that. would,
0: then I would do it. It would help. Uh, but sometimes I choose not to take that help. Right. And uh, it baffles me. It's like drowning and a person offering you a stick. I'm like no. You know, and I'd rather stay in this ice-cold water for a little while and then have you pull me out later. Because I know if I pass out, you will just come get me. And I, I feel like sometimes I do that to God. I'm like, all right, here's this this opportunity. But I'm like, I'm going to wallow in my misery for a little bit longer. Because I just, I don't know if I feel like I deserve to wallow. And not, like I've got the right to. Not that I, I'm, I should be punished. But that, alright, I, I just... I want to feel this bad because I don't want to fake it to feel good. I think is probably where my head is.
1: Very interesting. I go right to the, the makeup of your brain and the patterns of your life and how those are ingrained into your thought process. I went super nerdy in my own head just now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, we're raised a certain way. We have certain ways that we think throughout our lives, whether it's based on our parents or our social clique, or whoever is speaking into our lives, or what input we're getting into our brains. And so I know sometimes I think certain ways because it's just so deeply ingrained into my brain.
0: Right. So just those those knee jerk reactions. To that this is how I solve this issue because you know when this comes up, I. I do this or whatever, like habits that you develop.
1: And I'm just like, for me, my go-to thing when life isn't going right is I'm going to go back to school. Oh, okay. Because it was ingrained in me that that's where I get my value from. And so for many, many years, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to resort to this. This is, you know, this I know is a good go-to area because this is what I was taught. Okay. And I think for me, wallowing in my self-pity And my loathing is kind of that same thing. I go back to the, well, I'm not really good enough anyway. I'm not really capable of doing those things. Why even try? And those are tapes that have been playing in my head since I was very little.
0: So that's what I wanted to ask. I want to peel your onion just a tiny bit here. Um, Because uh, you just shared your testimony with us uh, recently at Celebrate Recovery. I did. So when... I listen to your testimony, and I think about your childhood and your upbringing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't think this is a person who turns to school immediately as a knee-jerk reaction <laughs> to solve a problem. That doesn't, that's not a stereotypical fit. Right. But fill in those gaps for me.
1: Well, its it was my dad. My dad always taught me and my brother that school was the way to go. My dad was educated through, I think eighth or ninth grade, um, until back in 97, when I graduated high school, he also got his GED. Um, but the whole time in life, it was always, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, make something out of yourself. And it was always one way that I could impress my dad was, Hey, look, I'm going to school. Hey, look, dad, I'm doing good. And it was just something that my dad literally just drilled in my head. If I was going to be a successful human being in life, I needed to go to college. I needed to get a good education because that was going to define success for me.
0: Okay. Is that, do you think because that was the, the the missing link in his success? Like I didn't have this, so that made all the rest of these problems happen and this would fix it? I
1: think it's societal, honestly. I think, um... One way of looking at it, a lot of society believes that. If you go to college, you're going
0: to get
1: a a good job, and you're going to have a successful career, and that's what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And so that's the the arrow that we point our kids towards, is go to school, get education, go to college. You're going to be successful. And so I think my dad was just doing what he thought was best because, yeah, we came from a very poor family. My dad had, I think... 11 or 12 brothers and sisters. And so he came from very poor, abusive background mm-hmm. and never had the opportunity to finish his education and move forward.
0: And are you now as a parent, uh, progressing that, uh, same thought system with your kids? Or are you going different? I'm or? going
1: a little different. Um, I would really love to see my kids figure out a little bit more about themselves before they dive into college or a permanent career for their lives. I went to college basically straight out of high school. I waited not quite a year, so about eight months, I think. And then I went into get my bachelor's in accounting. I had my bachelor's in accounting before I turned 21. I went off to a master's in business, um, got another master's certificate in health services, and... Cause that's what I was doing. I was in home health by the time I got my master's, I was in business. This is where I was headed. Um, I don't have a desire for any of that and I never did. And now I have a boatload. I've built a house in me is what I like to say. Mm -hmm. You know, I have student loans that are as much as a house payment. And so no, I want my kids to take a little time, get a couple jobs, get a couple weird jobs, Mm -hmm. do some weird stuff. Um, figure out what motivates them and drives them. Figure out where their heart's passions are and then go for it. Yeah. But don't just dive head first into school because that's what you're supposed to do. So I've told Gage, Gage is my 15 year old, wait. Hi, Gage. Yeah. Hi, Gage. I've told him, wait, wait a couple years, finish high school. So if you want to take some classes at a junior college, fine. Great. Get You know, get that warm up, what college looks like, but don't dedicate yourself to something until you figure out what that is.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, I I when I went to school, I I did the same thing. I came right out of school because that's what you did. And um, college was so ingrained in my growing up that I never I never took one shop class. It wasn't even something that I considered would be an option because I knew that wasn't a college prep class, and so I took right. all the advanced classes and all this stuff because that's what you're going for, and I now have a perfectly uh, wonderful history degree, right? Um, which makes me great at Trivial Pursuit and an okay conversationalist about various topics, but it's not really what you would <laughs> that's call marketable. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I, maybe I can hit the trivia circuit at the uh, the bars. Yeah, and plug the, the the podcast,
1: get some free drinks.
0: Yeah. Diet sodas. Diet sodas, you know, know, easy ice.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because I'm in school again, Mm -hmm. which, you know, seems very natural for me. But I'm actually going after something that's my heart's desire. And so while I'm very blessed, and I don't want this to sound egotistical, but God blessed me with a very good brain when it comes to book learning. And so basically my whole college career up until this degree I just kind of did what I had to do and I still got A's but it wasn't I never had to cram I never had to do any of that stuff it was just very easy for me Right. and so now I'm finding myself doing something that I love and desire to do as a future and I'm fighting against skating through it Right. I'm learning how to stop really soak it all in the best that I can and not just do it to be doing it and that's kind of been a culture shock for me
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and one thing, and I'm gonna. this is so awesome. We just need to, you know, sometimes exhale, which is right. our song of the week this week by Plum. Right. And so uh, I'm going to jump from where you are. We're going to throw the uh, song of the week in here. We're going to exhale. We're going to exhale. Uh, we'll probably do a little inhaling. So for the next 90 seconds, we'll give you a little snippet of Plum's exhale. And then we'll be back on the other side of the break to uh, talk about it. Just let go. want to say Spirit West Coast, but it's not. It's CR Summit. When we were at CR Summit, Plum played. And when I heard the song, I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be a song of the week. And we're probably going to try to work that into our CR worship at some point, because I just love her concepts and her ideas. And um, the thing that strikes me, there's a lot going on in this song, but the thing that really, really gets me is at the very beginning, she said, it's okay not to be okay this is a safe place. And that's what I want for my home CR where I work and for all the CRs when I go and visit other recovery groups. I want it to be a safe place and trying to uh, create that, trying to engineer that into the groups that I'm in. That's always something that's really important because, uh, and I'll tell my guys in my open share group, you know, anonymity is so critical because if it's not anonymous, it's not safe. And if it's not safe, what are we really doing other than just getting together and having coffee?
1: Right. Absolutely. One of the things that I love that she says is get lost in the surrender, breathe it Mm -hmm. in until your heart breaks. Wow. Yeah. That's how I feel too. It's just one of those that everything is in surrender. And it took me a long time to realize that. And I still need to be reminded all the time, just like right now. Thank you, God. Um, that sometimes I, I, not sometimes, most of the time, almost everything, I don't have the power to do anything about it. I just gotta let it go, and do that whole cheesy Christiany saying thing. Of, it's a
0: serenity prayer.
1: Well, well, I was gonna go with just let go.
0: Let God. And let God. Yeah. And
1: as cheesy as that sounds, the depth of what that means is, is right here written into her song. You know, just get lost in that surrender.
0: And it, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with sitting there feeling miserable and not wanting to pray. Yeah. Because I'm not willing to surrender. And maybe that's what it comes down to is me holding on holding to my on. control still. Just this last little bit of control. Right. Um, I have a, um, uh, a person that I know that uh, works in the medical field and they are taking over well they're not taking they're, they're, they're come into a practice where the person who started the practice is in the process of retiring and so it's hard for that person to let go of the control right. that they've had Yeah, and it's not a good thing and, and it, people see it and maybe even the person themselves sees it because I can see it in myself my control is not good me holding on to this is not healthy it's not smart it's not the best decision but I feel like I want to have this control. I don't want to let go of it.
1: Well, we're going to go deep for just a half a second. Let's do it. In mess personal. Me up. Well, I don't know if it'll mess you up, but I am right in that situation. I've been with my husband for two and a half years total, married for a year, and I'm finding out that I'm afraid of losing control because I'm afraid of everything crumbling around me in my marriage. My husband's a very quiet man he does not speak very much at all and so i busy our lives with conversation with things that i believe he wants and believe he needs and i control everything because i get very little feedback and so in that control i hold things together god doesn't hold things together our relationship as husband and wife don't doesn't hold things together i hold it all together And so the realization over the past couple days is I've realized that I've got to let that go because pride is a bigger issue in my life than I ever realized. It's not just walking around because I always thought pride was just walking around. Look at me. Look, you know, the person with the ego. I've got this, you know, because I was that person, too. I was the person. I love my truck. Look at me. You know, I'm a badass. Like that was my imagery. And now I realize, well, I've let all of that go. And I have humility in a lot of areas. I don't know how to surrender the pride of my home mm. to God. And so that's been pretty crazy over the last couple of days for me to experience what that looks like. And so when I read those lyrics again today, my heart almost broke. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. It's, um, you know, when you say I don't know how to do it, I, I think about myself and it's like, that's the mental debate I have. Do I know how to do this? And I'm not doing it because I'm choosing not to? Or do I not know how to do it? And and I think it's not 100% one or the other. Right. And if I were to guess, I would say I probably know. It, more of it is probably coming down to not wanting to. And I know how to. And I'm, I just, I think about when I was in Hawaii. i going to jump off this cliff. It's like, all right, I know what to do. Right. Go. Gravity takes over. Yeah. You just don't be on the cliff and you will fall into the water. It takes care of itself. I watched my son-in-law do it. It's, it's easy. But getting myself to do that and knowing that it'd be okay watching him and, and doing it from not quite as high, you know, working my way up. I knew rationally. Yes. That it was going to be okay. Right. I didn't know emotionally. Right. How to make myself get past there. Right. At that, that point.
1: And that's it. Like I know deep down, no matter what happens, that my marriage is going to be fine. I have an incredible husband that I don't give credit enough because I've got control of everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't look, release that control to him. Um, so I know deep down everything's going to be fine. But I wrap my head into this complete frenzy about all the what-ifs and you know what it's supposed to look like and expectations. And so I find myself driving myself insane with all of the crap that I really should have just let go.
0: For me, it's it's not the fine that I want. Mm-hmm. I want fine, and I want it to look like this.
1: Absolutely. I don't
0: just want fine. Mm-hmm. And when you were telling the story in my head, I was seeing air quotes about, because I have to control it. I had air quotes around, your have to. Yeah. Uh, because I get that way where it's like, okay, if I don't, then it's going to fall apart. And it's right. like, yeah, I mean, they shot Lincoln, and the country still happened, you know.
1: Right, and that's what I'm finding. It's like, do I try to hold things together while I fall apart? Or do I let things go so that I can stay in one piece? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. So it's
0: yeah. cool the, the, that the you... The line before the line that you said, it says, Spirit, come tear down the walls that only you can
1: mm, that reconcile this
0: heart to yours.
1: That is happening in my life right yeah. now. It's crazy. Yeah. So I was listening to this. Um, one of my friends shared uh, Trent Shelton. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a very positively outspoken African-American male who just empowers people through his, his words. And um, he's constantly sharing positivity and uplifting things. And one of the things that he shared was and I shared it with you, is the breakdown happens right before the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so I've been breaking down like mm. a crazy lady. And I feel that it, it is God breaking those walls down so that he can show me what's better ahead.
0: Yeah, now here's where I get, because when you said that to me uh, last week, my thought is the same as when I hear preaching uh, and teaching on, on tithing. Now mm-hmm. I believe that my um, my willingness will be rewarded. I don't believe that if I give the church a dollar that God will find two dollars to put in my bank account. I agree, uh, but I do believe that when I'm doing it out of the right heart, God will blessings will flow right. uh, from God. But what I get into a habit of is like, okay, I need this. All right, I'm just going to do this. And now, and that's where I'm, I'm I'm setting the definition of what fine looks like. And, right. Okay, I'll go ahead and break down. So that way there's going to be a breakthrough. But I want my breakthrough. And it, it, it doesn't work that way. That's not the idea, but that's what I want it to be. And that's I, just me still being in control.
1: I guess my crazy brain's trying to figure out how you break down on purpose.
0: Uh,
1: because to me, it just happens like a hurricane coming through.
0: What I'll do is when I feel that breakdown, then in my mind, I'm like, okay, let go fall into the breakdown and then you'll get the blessing out of it. But I'm doing it for the wrong reason. I'm just falling apart and just wailing and thrashing and then thinking, okay, now God's going to come and do the magic and put it all together and you know fix it. And it, it's not just, it's not a um, a, a natural kind of um, just happening breakdown. It's a contrived breakdown. It's I, a contrived freak out.
1: I probably look like I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't. I have no idea what that would look like for me to go... Okay, I'm just going to I'm just going to feel like I'm insane for a couple of days so that there's a reward from it. And that's what I'm trying to I'm trying well, to equate my feelings well, when you of what the word I've been insanity, going through
0: insanity into. It, that's where mm-hmm. that's where the line I've been butting up against mm-hmm. is for the last half year I've felt like, you know, I've asked myself more in the last 6 months than ever in my life combined. Am I insane? Is this what insanity looks like? Is this the beginning of insanity? And I can't allow myself to do that. What is this? Okay, that's... let's
1: define insanity real quick for a minute.
0: Well, there's because I don't want to go
1: recovery insanity. There's
0: there's a there's a clinical insanity mm-hmm. and there's a practical insanity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you know, clinically, it's just the lack of being sane. It's it's not acting rationally. So so a lot of things could be. I like
1: that. Okay. Insane. Yep.
0: But then there's the connotation feeling of insane the you know person in the straight jacket the one flew over the cuckoo's nest the you know that kind of just complete so far gone you ain't coming back right insane and that's that's where my fear of insanity is gotcha um going a little bit kooky or or be a little bit out of control I'm 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 down with but when it gets when I think and, and I'm butting up against that that, that connotation of insane that terrifies me and I can't let myself fall into that so I can let myself go a little bit and I think alright if I just let go and do this you know I go have my you know, and I'm air quoting breakdown and then you know come back mm. and everything is and it's it's, it's not because I had a, a bit of a breakdown a few months back and, and I got back on track and I'm healthier but I'm still scarred and, you know, wondering, you right. know, what's up? Is the debris still flying around me? The, the thing exploded and I didn't get burnt, right. but there's still shrapnel and debris going past me and it, up and then it's going to come back down and am I going to be out of that debris field?
1: I think it takes some time to get out of the debris field, honestly. <sighs> <laughs> Because I I seriously, over the last couple of weeks, have sincerely questioned my entire life from how I process things. Is this reality? Am I so far in denial in these certain areas of my life that I've completely just pushed away what reality looks like in the name of, A, either being a good Christian woman who just love and grace and love and grace, and I've completely just been in denial over here about reality, or... Is my thought process correct? And do I hold steady to what I believe? Because that is the right thing. But I'm sitting there going back and forth and I'm like, am I crazy? Seriously, am I I nuts? And not just like, ha, 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 I'm crazy. Like, no, seriously, like, is my brain completely jacked up right now? Because I felt so out of not just balance, but just felt completely out of who I am. Mm-hmm. or am I like, I don't know. And that's what, like, to me, that's not something I could control, I right. guess. Right. And that's why for me, it was kind of like, well, that's an interesting concept and thought, like explain that. That's yeah. why I kind of wanted to pick your brain well, more and, about
0: and it. With what you just said there, I, I think to myself, if I admit, so from my Experience and because of my past, my history, my baggage that comes along, I find it difficult to open doors and to stay in the rooms that the doors open. So I don't, I don't have the um, ability that I used to have to just kind of not care. All right, well, if I lose this right? job, I'll go get a different yes. job. It's, it's it's much more. I have to be more selective. And so then I think to myself, okay, if I admit to people and I'm crazy or if I feel like I'm crazy and I need help and I go for help and now they're now is that going to take this small piece of pie that I have and make it even smaller and then because I can't do the things that I was doing I mean I feel bad enough about the things that I want to do that I can't do now if things are taken away from me is it going to get even worse and am I going to get and am I going to get crazier still right because I admitted it and I looked for the help that's the the battle and that's The thing that you said uh, to me last week is just, you know, that the fear is having faith in in the the enemy. Yeah, Yeah. and that's been a mind blower. You know, it's messed me up for a week now. Sweet. And uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, It. I love to be cognizant about those things. Me too. In some ways. Yes. Sometimes I wish I could just.
1: I often wish I could just go back to the way I was, Cruise, that I right. just didn't care. Yep. I appeared to not care. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and I like that you say appeared. We, we were talking about that in the prison this week as well, is that, you know, it's different doing recovery in prison. I bet. Than out in the world. Because in the world, people are still kind of clinging to um, the notion of uh, being a good person, I guess. And in prison, a lot of the inmates there have reconciled themselves with, I'm a criminal. Right. And I've done bad things. Yeah. And they're not trying to sugarcoat it as much. Um, which is good, but it has, you know, downfalls as well. But the the idea that we, we talked about um, this week, doing those things that you know you shouldn't do. And... One of the guys says, yeah, well, you know, you, you, you do this crime the first time you're thinking about it and then after a while you just don't care. I said, no, I don't think that's true. I think we always care unless we, you know, slide into the, you know, area of being a sociopath. But I think there's always that care. And it's, you know, people, one of the most common questions people ask me about the time I was incarcerated is like, well, all these guys, they don't, they don't even care about what they've done. I was like, no, no,
1: no. That's not they true. They put
0: that face on. Right. And then when the lights go out and the doors close and it's dark and you're there right. with just you in your mind. Yeah. There's a lot of care going yeah. on there. And I, and I met maybe one or two people in my time being incarcerated. That I thought, okay, this person is, there's nothing going on there. They've completely lost all sense of affect and, and. Remorse, But th- that was extremely rare cases. Right. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about nearly what I thought we'd talk about this time. Go figure. I, that Welcome happens, to the great. Podcast. Right. That happens all the time. <laughs> um, but we can, um, again, I want to encourage you, if you're listening, let us know where you're listening and why you're listening, how you found us. And uh, tell your friends about it. It's the best way for this thing to, to keep going and to take off is for, for you. We can't reach everybody, but you can. Um, Through the power of just, you know, reaching out, just, just share with people and and let's see where this thing takes us.
1: And I just want to say hi to my secret listener. You know who you are. She let me know that she was listening. She never comments. She had never said anything before, but it was really special that she's listening awesome. and I'm not going to out her because
0: can I say uh, hi to her too?
1: Yeah. Hi thing. as well. <laughs> so but glad you're you. I, I think it's awesome that she's listening. So. Yeah, And
0: I want to say hi y'all to everybody in Alabama. We picked up a whole lot of new listeners yeah. in, in Alabama. So thanks for that. And uh, get in touch with us and listen, if you're listening right now, you have a story, you have a mess and it's, a message. It can be a message. You might not realize it, but we want to hear about it. Send us your stories. Send us links to you. If you've got your testimony online, send us links to that. Because we want to start having people on and talking about their stories and their messages uh, as well.
1: And I just want to let everybody know, Paul, you had mentioned that I gave my testimony at Celebrate Recovery. And anyone who is on Facebook, you can actually go watch it if you would like. So if you go to the Facebook page, RCA celebrate recovery or it's at C R at R C A church. Um, my testimony's on there. It was live. And so please feel free to go watch it and comment or email me or whatever if there is a part of my testimony that uh at least made you stop and think. Hopefully gave you some hope that people can recover from um some pretty pretty tough stuff.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a message out of a mess. Yes. Uh, and and I was blessed to have heard it. So uh, thank you for being brave enough to share it yeah. with the world. Absolutely. Uh, again, if you want to get a hold of us, info at uppodcast.com is our general email uh, box. Uh, I love it if you'd suggest some word of the week or songs of the week for us. Uh, next week's song of the week has been requested by a listener. So uh, be looking forward to that next week. Awesome. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I am bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com.
1: And I am Biker Chick at messituppodcast.com.
0: Yeah. We also have a, a blog that I write, uh, Minister of Check that out. Share that with your friends as well. It's a little blast of hope. Hopefully, helps you to uh, rise up each week. And um, we're so glad you're here. We'll see you again next time on the Mess It Up Podcast. Bye.